You know what you can't beat? And it's a wonderful thing to have. And I remember Ozzy Ardiles talking about it when he first came to Tottenham Hotspur. And he said the one thing, they were asking him about the skills he had. And he said in his, obviously his broken English, he said, and I'm not mimic his voice, but it's one of the things that rings in my head during his first interview. He talked about confidence. That was the most important thing to him, having confidence. Let me speak to a woman who doesn't guarantee it, but she can help you with it if you'd like to develop it. And she's in the studio as the mistress of mindset mastery, the lovely Deirdre Maguire from DeirdreMaguire.com. Deirdre, is it, would it be fair to say that you develop confidence as you go through life? Or do some people always lack confidence? Or are some people always confident? Well, I believe that we were born with confidence. And then life deals us blows that knocks the confidence. And depending on the level of blows that life has dealt you, you will either have more confidence or less confidence. But the good news is that you can, if if that is you, like it has been me, um, where I my confidence was completely knocked, um, that you can actually develop it. Um, are you confident, Frank? Well, I'd like to think that I've developed immense confidence. I feel exceptionally confident. And I was I confident the whole way through life? I, when challenged, I'd like to think I was, because I never walked away from a task or a hurdle. But I, I, I just have the unbridled, the just this amount of unbridled admiration for people who just seem so confident that they can do absolutely anything. And I have a feeling that maybe, you know, you and I are from similar ilk, similar era, that maybe the default positioning for those who would have guided us maybe in particularly in school or uh, those who may have been in charge of you uh, in, in a sporting group, you know, yes, they were trying to bring out the confidence, but there was also this element of you are young and you will wait and you will be prepared to listen and you will stay in the queue. There was a lot of that, wasn't there, when we were growing up. And maybe it was just the development of good manners. But I think today young people are told, be confident, display your confidence, show us your confidence, feel proud to be confident. It was never the little children should be seen and not heard mentality, which probably existed back in our Era. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'd like to think that any child that I've influenced down through the years, that I made them feel more confident as a result of meeting me. Well, I believe that we were the basic principle for us uh, was, you know, if you're a good girl, you get into heaven. And if you're a bold boy, you'll go to hell. Or if you're a good boy, Santa will come. So fundamentally, we were, we were, it, with their best, our best interest at heart, they were training us to be good people. But it kind of got lost in the translation somewhere where we actually lost our confidence. And, um, so why, why, why do people doubt themselves then? Is it, is it because you lose your confidence? Absolutely. It's an indicator. Your, your lack of confidence is an indicator of your lack of self-belief. And uh, the good news is that you can become more confident. You can train yourself. Um, you know, maybe there are specific areas in your life where you feel more confident. Would that be true for you, Frank? Are there areas, specific areas of your life where you feel more confident? 
Yes, I would have to say there are. I, I feel absolutely more confident in front of, and I've been lucky enough to be on stage in the SSE arena in front of a full house. So I know what it's like to talk to... Wow, how many people? Probably 9,000 that night. The place was full. So whatever it holds. And And what were you doing? I was comparing an event. So it was like a, a, it was like a Christmas event of choral music and, you know, it wasn't a very pressing or daunting endeavor, but I'm able to walk out in front of, let's say there are 10,000 people. Yes. No problem. The point that I'm making, I would find it easier to go out at Wembley in front of 100,000 yes, people yes. and address them than to go into a room and address five people. Because? You, I'm not sure why. I, and I, if, you, if you were sure, if you did, if you hazarded a guess at that, why do you think you are more nervous, you're less confident in front of five people than you are in front of 10,000? I'm not, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm nervous because I'm prepared, I'm determined from a very young age that I wouldn't be nervous about doing anything. I decided that way back when I first came into broadcasting. I thought, you won't cut it here if you're going to be nervous. So even if you, if you do See, feel so a challenge, you've got, to, well, you've got to overcome it. That's what's interesting because it, you actually made a decision. This is what I want people to know. You can actually make a decision. I remember one time, I was actually, I was actually going on a date, okay? And uh, there was this, I was meeting this person and, uh, as the as the time got closer, I realised that I it wasn't excitement that I felt; it was actually fear. And because I know my work and I know how my mind works, so I I can ask, what am I afraid of? What is actually frightening me? And what I was actually frightened of was actually being rejected. I was so afraid of being rejected. So what I did, and I tell my clients this, I tell these stories when I'm, when I'm giving talks and things, because I think a practical example is so powerful. So in that moment, I made a decision. I said, what if, what if I am actually unrejectable? What if I am unrejectable? What if no matter what this person does or says to me, that within me, I am unrejectable? And I can tell you now that that evening was so amazing to me, not because of what happened, but because I had changed how I was able to be in the situation. So when you can take control of your mind and when you understand this work, and it's mind-blowing, pardon the pun, but it's absolutely mind-blowing work when you know this, that you may feel lack of confidence. You actually just made a decision. You said, I'm not going to be nervous. So I'm sure you were nervous at certain occasions. Of course, yes, of course. But you were able to control the difficult emotions because you had made the decision how you were going to deal with it. No one, and no one feels 100% confident 100% of the time. When we get outside our comfort zone, we experience discomfort. You know, if you're going for a new job or a first date, it's all completely normal to have personal insecurities, professional insecurities, relationship insecurities. But the difference is what you do in your mind. So you've just given a perfect example of that, Frank. You know, self-doubt can wreak havoc on our work performance and our well-being, but with the right tools and the right strategies, we can learn how to overcome them. 
And, so, and, and uh, I did take some guidance from Oz, you know, Ozzy Ardiles all those years ago when he said that. He said that round about the time that I was getting into broadcasting and he, he was so what did he exactly say well he was he, at that time he's probably the world's best midfielder playing for Argentina who won the World Cup when he transferred to Spurs and he was a very small man but he was brilliant he was Maradona like probably not as good as Maradona but a fabulous fabulous midfielder okay. and he was asked about what makes him the player he is and in the broken English he couldn't really explain himself but he said confidence I need the confidence I have. And I thought to myself, that is the trick. You know, envelop the confidence, embrace the confidence, allow it to grow within you, the confidence. And that's why I asked you at the beginning, do people get more and more confident as life goes on? Or indeed, can some people never become confident? Or is there such a person, as you said, is born confident and remains confident? Or is the confidence knocked out of people sometimes when they are teenagers or their children or they're st- starting a new job and they have a, a, a boss who's unfair towards them who dilutes their confidence. So if you have had it diluted in the past, do what Ozzy did. Embrace it again. Be confident. Look to your own skill. And as a result of believing in your own skill, carry it with you in a, in a confident way. Am I now the mentor? <laughs> There you are. I'm away on. I'm away on home. You, you sit here and do it on your own. <laughs> How do you get confident? Actually, what gives you confidence is actually practice. You know, the first time when I came here, I was very nervous about it and I felt lack of confidence. Well, that's normal because I knew it would be. It's normal to be nervous in a new situation. So I can override that and, and do the thing anyway. So then it's just about, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, which comes first, mm. you know. And if you can embrace that, the you know, the chicken and the egg syndrome where you say, well, I don't know which is going to come first, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. And you will feel nervous and do the thing anyway, you know. Ultimately, don't die with your music still in you. Don't miss your life because you're scared. We are all scared. We're all frightened. We all experience that nervousness. So keep company with it. See, there it is. Oh, I'm feeling a bit nervous. I'm feeling a bit anxious. But I can still override the system and my mind-body system. And, and, and the other thing about it is it's, it's dealing with your perception of what you think other people think about you. So if I think that you could say something to me, which you often do, <laughs> you say things that challenge me or maybe challenge my confidence... Have I ever I, challenged your you confidence? You do all the time. The people will be ringing and saying, you're always talking about me and always saying things to me that you shouldn't be saying. But the de- I'm always the, praising you. I'm saying the mistress of mindset mastery, Deirdre McGuire from DeirdreMcGuire.com is here with us in the studio. I'm forever building your profile. Not every time. You challenge me and you say, <laughs> I can't really do something or, um, you know. And, and the, the thing about it is... Well, the, did you or did you not come up to the studio... This morning, mm-hmm. after forgetting to lock your car, I did. Correct. Like that, that's a failing, isn't it? First of all, it's illegal to leave your car unlocked really? in Is Belfast. It? Yeah, in Northern Ireland. Yeah. So you've broken the law. Really. And you run the risk of your very nice car being stolen. So just to put everyone else into the picture. But you have something on your phone that allows you to lock yes. the car remotely from from like you know from seven hundred meters away. 
So I was sitting here. Seven floors away. Before we came, well, while the record was playing and my car or my phone informed me that my car wasn't locked. And I said, isn't that a queer thing? And I am able to lock my car from my phone. So this is what I want to say to you if you're listening to this. Imagine that, well, say the car before my, the car I have at the minute, the one before I had this one was a Mercedes. And I, again, I tell the story because I think it's a very important story. Um, I gave myself permission to get a car, get a Mercedes. I always wanted one. I had the car for about two months and I, it kept going off the radio station. I would be listening to you, Frank, and then it would just go off the station and I couldn't understand why that was happening. And I couldn't put my phone in. I couldn't get my phone to work. So I brought it back to Mercedes and I said to them, I explained my problem. Of course, they sent out a 20 year old young fella and he sorted everything out in two minutes and he explained that when I'm driving to Dublin that the reason it will leave U105 is because it is out of range and it wants me to listen to another station so that's okay and uh, he sorted the phone out and then he said to me have you ever um have you ever used the parking pilot in this car? And I said... By the way, just before the parking pilot, did he not suggest to you that if you download the app on your phone and uh, connect the phone to the car, you can listen to U105 everywhere? No. He probably didn't bother with that. No, he didn't. Is that right? So yeah. there you go. There's yeah. something else. No. There's something else. No. So so anyway, um, he said to me, have you, tried to, have you used a parking pilot in this car? And I said, what? So he took me out on the road, out onto the voucher road, and he proceeded... To, there was a parallel, he parallel parked the car, took the hands off, he was in the driver's seat, I was in the passenger seat, he parked the car, took his hands off the steering wheel, and the car parked itself. Do you know, I'm just going to interrupt you here, right? You never I'm, do that. We're pointing sure. out failings. You've told this story before. Where? Here. Have I? This is the point. So, you know, I, I can set that aside. You're older than me. Maybe you'd forgotten. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, no, no. the parking pilot story has been told before. But it's a very good analogy for others who so, haven't okay, heard so it. Okay, so you finish it then. Basically, the thing is that uh, you stood back and watched the car park itself. And then you believe that if the car can park itself, why would you be parking it? And now you've moved on to allowing it to park itself and you even expect it to lock itself because you've come up the stairs leaving it open. So, Frank, you're wrong. So that's not the moral of the story, okay? So you gave it a go. Well done you for giving it a go. So... (laughs) Then I took the... I went and I parked the car, okay? So here's the thing. I would have had that car for five years and never would have known that it had that facility within it, that it had the facility to park itself. My question to you is, what do you have inside you? What is your potential that is inside you that you are not allowing to get out there because you're afraid, because you're lacking in confidence? Okay, so that's the real moral of the story. What is what is your potential that's inside you that you're not using because you have been told back in the day that, you know, you weren't clever enough, that you, you didn't have enough exams, that you weren't successful enough, that you weren't pretty enough, that you weren't whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, what I want you to do is override the system. When that person turned up in my life and I was afraid of being rejected, I made a decision to have a better belief. And the belief is I am unrejectable. And as long as I am unrejectable, I can be, do and have whatever I want. You stretch my confidence to the limit, you know. (laughs) I haven't got the confidence to 
butt back. I'm, I'm sitting, you, you, you I'm sliding down in my chair here now behind the microphone to hide. <laughs> but that's an amazing skill that you have. You also started to look over your glasses at me. And, and what does that mean well, to it was you? Very, it was very chastising. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, dear, oh, really? It was. Oh, really? Hold on, I slapped my wrist here. Oh. <laughs> so if I look over, so that is, that's actually somebody somewhere back in the day looked over their glasses at you and chastised you and you've downloaded that because other people, when someone looks over their glasses at them, it turns them on. Two well, different the, things. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I've never had that experience <laughs> of anyone looking over their glasses for a positive reason. Usually, when the glasses go to the end of the nose, I'm going to be told off. And I've just been. I've just been. All right. So we we can all be confident, can't we? Absolutely. So what do you do? I have three things to help you. These are three journaling prompts. Identify your triggers. Reflect on situations or events that make you feel insecure. When do you feel insecure? What are the common themes? And write about them. Write about your emotions that are showing up. And um, explore your beliefs. Write about the beliefs you hold about yourself, your abilities and your self-worth. Are these limiting beliefs or are they empowering beliefs? What are they? Challenge any negative beliefs. Now, that is your call to action. Challenge any negative beliefs you have. I have plenty of them, but I challenge them. And the more I challenge them, the more confident I get, the younger I look. I've been told twice this week that I have, I'm like a 30-year-old. So there you go. Challenge any negative beliefs you have. Explore how changing them might make you feel more secure and ultimately more confident and then you enjoy life better that's all we want we want to enjoy life and if you're one of those people who doesn't know how to be nice to yourself practice self-compassion you know describe a recent situation in which you felt insecure and write a letter to yourself offering the same kindness understanding and support you would give to a close friend facing a similar situation. What do you think of that, Frank? I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm impressed, but I'm always impressed by the unreject- unrejectable Deirdre <laughs> Maguire from DeirdreMaguire.com. The greatest gift you can give yourself and others is the gift of unconditional love and acceptance. We'll take that away with us. That is Deirdre Maguire here on U105. Take your seats for the-